And this is Talking Pictures, our weekly review of movies and film. I'm Hollis Monroe, and here to guide our cinematic ship through the triangle of sadness is our erstwhile captain and resident film guru, Professor Film Encyclopedia Brown. Hello out there. And here to help us roll with the punches of screen star Halle Berry's directorial debut, Bruised, is that blazer of trails to big screens and small, Scott, the amazing Chris Man. Hello, everyone. You have an Oscar nominee to start off with film. Yeah, Triangle of Sadness. It's a 2022 film directed by Ruben Estland. Uh, it's, it's a Swedish uh, director. It's an English language film. It, it's a wonderful satire uh, that uh, has been nominated for Best Picture. Uh, best Director, and Best Screenplay. Wow, trifecta. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's going to win any of those things. Uh, chances are not. But I found it to be a really refreshing, fun, biting satire. And it seems like this is the year of satires. I'm thinking of the menu mm-hmm. and things like that yeah, that are very mm-hmm. biting social commentary. Mm-hmm. And what you have here is very, the, the teeth are very sharp, not just on the one percenters, but on all the classes. We start off with the, uh, a couple who are uh, sort of uh, influencer models who uh, are sort of having troubles with their relationship. and They are fighting over who's going to pay the bill. It becomes this sort of uh, bickering over trivial things, but it's important to think about because it comes down to the issue of money and who has power with money. Mm-hmm. And that's really what the film really kind of delves in. Where does power come from? Who controls the, the purse strings and so on? So this couple, uh, played by uh, Harrison, uh, Harris Dickinson and Charby Dean, uh, sort of you know, kind of take us into the world of uh, one percenters. They get onto a, a luxury yacht, taking a cruise, and the people on this boat are sort of the the epitome of dis, disreputable CEOs and crap type of guys. I mean, at one point, uh, Dimitri, uh, who's played by Zlatko Burik, if you remember him from 2012, oh, okay. the Russian yes. guy who, mm-hmm. who uh, helps them get out with the plane and so mm-hmm. on. Uh, he is a fertilizer CEO. He's a, he's a magnate over... He says, I sell... Crap. He says something otherwise. (laughs) Uh, Other people on there are people who are making money by selling arms and so on. Mm -hmm. Like, we're into hand grenades. Things like that. So the uh, the couple have to kind of navigate through these folks, and it's a very the the teeth of uh, Ostland's focus looks very tightly at okay servant class, staff, and the elite. And also uh, people who run the ship. Uh, the captain, for instance, is played by Woody Harrelson, who does a fantastic job in this film. He's drunk throughout the entire thing. Uh, <laughs> through most of the early time, we don't even see him. We just hear his voice out, out a door. They're trying to get him to come out. And he says, I'll be out later. And, of course, he isn't. And then they have to come back and get him. And there's a big brouhaha on the ship at one point where... One of the things about people in power is they think that they can demand things from anybody. Mm -hmm. So this woman demands that all of the staff should be allowed to swim. Now, early on, we are shown that the staff have to say yes, whatever the, the, uh, the, the people on the guests on the ship ask for, we got to do, but it's a quandary. Their rule is we don't swim. Right. So they, 
they demand it, and actually all the staff have to go swim, and the ship is sort of abandoned for a short time while everybody's swimming and jumping down slides and so on. And uh, Woody Harrelson is called on to say, go out and tell them they can't do that. He doesn't do it. Now, he comes out for the captain's dinner. Now, the captain's dinner in this film, weird. Okay, now you want to talk about a centerpiece on the ship? Anti-love boat, if you will, because all these people together, it takes place during this uh, the water is churning, there's a storm going on, and they keep being shown these meals that they have to eat. Squid and octopus and all these things <laughs> that do not necessarily go well with the unsettling of the, of the sea. Very graphic. Everybody's throwing up. It's sort of like Monty Python and the meaning oh of life Lord. type of scene. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, throwing up, projectile vomiting, and other parts. Hallways flooding with all of this stuff and so on. And uh, it just becomes remarkable. At the same time as all of this is going on, uh, Woody Harrelson is the captain, has palled up with Dimitri uh, to take over the intercom system and debate through quotes, Ronald Reagan quotes, Karl Marx quotes, Lenin quotes, quotes about the battle between socialism and communism and capitalism and the pitfalls of that. So all of that going on at the background. And them also saying at times, the ship is sinking. No, the ship is not sinking. So everybody's like getting all hmm. kind of out of control. The film is broken up also in the, that the ship sinks. Okay, and I'm not going to explain to you why the ship sinks, but a few of these people got to get washed up on shore and they have to figure out how to now survive and all of a sudden now the, what, the... The, 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 the proletariat? The, well, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you remember, swept away. Mm -hmm. The roles, the class roles get turned over. Right. These rich guys don't know how to do anything. They sit around like, feed us, uh, mm -hmm. build a fire. But the only people who can do that are the people who uh, were of the lower... Certain class. Yeah, of the other class. And, and the, the one woman uh, who is uh, uh, Abigail, she is, what, the toilet... Uh, mistress in some ways, because that's her job, taking care of toilets. She's the only one who can fish. She's the only one who can build fires and so on. She rises to power while these other people just kind of lounge around and uh, eat off of, and she learns how to grab the power herself. Uh, in some ways, it reminds you of the admirable Mr. Crichton, if you remember mm. that, that uh, story about the, the shipwrecked uh, gentry with their servants and how that gets flipped over as well. It works out really well. I was quite impressed. It's very, very funny. Very funny. Some of it is, I had to, I mean, I was gagging at times during the, the big... Uh, <laughs> the, the dinner scene? Oh, you know, the dinner scene. Uh, yes. But, wow. Uh, remarkable. Uh, I, I would like to see it win for uh, Best Screenplay. I really would. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you. Scott, tell us about Bruised. Well, Bruised is from 2021, and... It is takes place in the brutal sport of MMA, and we've got our main character, Jackie Justice, played by Halle Berry, who also directs this movie, her directorial debut. Uh, her character in the opening portion here suffers a humiliating defeat, uh, interestingly shot through a POV, and she's just getting pummeled. And eventually she runs from the match, climbs up the cage, takes off. And the main story picks up afterward, uh, sometime when she is leading kind of a directionless existence with her fight promoter boyfriend and trying to survive menial jobs. We see her as a cleaning lady who's getting um, guff from the household's children, and she 
blows up at him in a in a justified temper explosion, but uh, then walks off the job and is just having trouble functioning in what we would think of as as regular career society. Uh, she's got uh, some obviously income problems and other challenging circumstances. And attending an underground, so we see a little bit of that. Then we see her attend an underground MMA match with her boyfriend, and she gets uh, taunted and assaulted into a fight by the winning fighter of the match. So just trying to walk away and can't get it. So once she's ensnared in that fight, she finishes it, <laughs> and and kind of to her surprise. Uh, so it shows a little bit of spark of a possible ability that remains. Uh, and she's of an indetermined age. We're not really told if she was in MMA and then she's been removed for a while and then possible comeback. So once they uh, have kind of that in their heads of, hey, maybe this could happen again, uh, they show up at home and a woman is there with a little boy who is Jackie's son that she had abandoned as an infant and his father, who is his caretaker, has now died. And she's the last possibility this kid has. Mm -hmm. So the rest of the um, movie kind of unwinds then of trying to balance training and coming back as a fighter while suddenly being the caretaker of this five-year-old son. Um, she's got no very limited resources to draw from. Most of her family is estranged or uh, her mother just come back for a little or has involved a little bit. But as you can see all these strained relationships and that's a, a big problem for all of them. Uh, it explores this down-and-out character who struggles to take care of herself, let alone a kid, and it's heartrending to watch the character. There's a lot stacked against her societally because the career hasn't worked out, and you think of the any athlete who had everything bet on this career and really has no other skills, so what do you do? Uh, so it was hard to watch in that sort of context in a, in a uh, depressing sort of way of what else do you do? Uh, she's got a hard time with relationships. She's carrying a lot of emotional trauma, and this affects her path through life greatly. Uh, technically, I thought the uh, plot was kind of odd. I felt like there was a little bit of foundation missing, like they didn't fill in a couple little gaps that I thought, oh, this I would have believed that. I would have been fine with that, but you've got to give me a little bit to support me walking across that bridge. Mm. Um, things like uh, there was a... I don't think he's probably giving too much away. There's a there's suddenly a title shot from nowhere. Of, okay, we're gonna go back into the thing, and then I realized, oh wait a second, I know what this is. This is this is Rocky. I've seen this before. <laughs> uh, so, but but because it's gender swapped and because it's a slightly different sport, there are some more elements to it. I mean, boxing of its time for Rocky was that way. MMA kind of like for now. Mm -hmm. um, so I. I, I it made sense, but I've wanted a little bit more here and there. Uh, Barry's a great actress, um, and the character age, not really addressed in the movie, but I couldn't get it out of my own head because I was thinking, how how old is Halle Berry? I haven't, you know, not someone I think of as having an age, and I <laughs> looked it up because I'm like, I feel like this person is, is, is maybe too old for this. I'm not sure. I believe her as the character, mm -hmm. but physically I'm like, that's Halle Berry. How old is Halle Berry? And so I looked up her age. She was 53 at the time of shooting. <laughs> and I just couldn't get past that. But she she did it, so I, I physically she did it. She broke two ribs, had all kinds of injuries to do it, uh, but that's a, that's a movie. So I had a hard time justifying this person of this age, regardless of ability, could hold up to an MMA anything. 
Uh, we're talking Tom Brady can barely you know, can play football. He's 44-45. Yes. <laughs> You're not getting pummeled constantly with no protection. Uh, so that was difficult to get past. Uh, the title shot from nowhere without the Rocky explanation. They have a little bit of flimsy foundation to get there. This was kind of like, oh, well, okay, sure. We met you. We seemed like you'd be a good idea. Uh, so I need a little more support to where you were. The athlete story is interesting, uh, but it's even more about poverty, I think, uh, as well as expectations of mothers and women in their roles in a family. Of You watch this and go, how could this happen? And I thought as I was think, uh, reviewing it, I thought, oh, gosh, I feel like you expect her mother to have done this and she didn't. You expect her to have done this. Why do we feel like that? Rocky had no expectations. He was just a guy trying to be a fighter. So it layers on some of those things in an interesting way. Uh, the kid, the five-year-old Manny, uh, was very good. And that's quite a feat because he's mostly nonverbal throughout. So it's all expressions that say volumes. And the rest of the sporting cast, very good character actors who all deliver in their roles. Uh, again, the, the debut directing for uh, Barry. Originally, it was set to be uh, Nick Cassavetes and Blake Lively, but Barry took over both roles. And that's interesting because I think it would have been a very different movie had those people been in it. And uh, technically and plot-wise, there's wrinkles that I think could have been smoothed out in veteran director hands. And I also wonder if maybe because you're pulling double duty, especially as your first directing outing, things might have been harder to corral and keep together. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd, I'd be interested to see had it been handled the other way or if she'd done just one or the other. If, she right. had, if she'd have directed Blake Lively or, or anyone in the role because there's so much training and so much everything else that I think it'd be hard for your mind to be both places. Huge praise for the physical and emotional delivery here. I believe her as a struggling fighter. She does the physicality of it very well. Um, but I think directing might have suffered from pulling double duty. Uh, she does draw uh, from her bio. There's some personal elements of family estrangement here, drawing on her own background. And I think those things have an extra pull because she's been in some of those situations that really make uh, the character come through. I think if you liked, uh, say, Pursuit of Happiness and Rocky, you're going to have some good elements to, to hang your hat on here. Uh, it's on Netflix, streaming now. I give it I give it a B minus. I feel like there could have been a little bit more, but if you're interested in those things, it's worth a watch. All right. Thank you. Folks, we want to know what you're watching. Tell us what you're giving thumbs up or thumbs down. Our email address is talkingpicks at kcck.org.